Hi, and welcome to the, uh, the second of the Mental Wellbeing in Schools podcast. I'm Ed Anthony. I'm a coach that works in education and business. And I'm Charlie Turner, and I do the same thing. <laughs> and uh, today we're going we're gonna to be looking at um, success in an exam. So, looking at how this new understanding of the mind that we teach transforms exam success is really interesting because it usually goes against what people generally believe. Now, for you, to, for you to be successful in an exam, you need certain tools to be able to do that. Your body needs to be functioning at a good level. You need to be in a good state of mind to do that. So for instance, you are gonna to need to be able to recall information quickly. You are gonna to need to be able to be creative in producing your answers. You are gonna to need to be quite light and have, some, have good amounts of energy and concentration. Now these are only possible for a human being to have when they're in a good state of mind, when they feel kind of like themselves. The people usually kind of get this if I say the holiday feeling, the feeling that you have on holiday kind of two or three days in. That's the feeling that you're kind of looking for. <clears throat> now the lovely thing is, is that that is who you are. That is, that is really what you're built to be in most of the, t most of the time. And your brain is fo functioning close to 100% when you do that. NASA have shown this on brain scans, that when you feel open and creative, you are functioning at about 100%. When, however, you are stressed, you're not. You're, you're working at about 40, 50% if you're lucky. Now, sh now, stress lowers your ability to think. We've all been sat in exams where we were really stressed and we couldn't remember our revision. So you get a blank. You get an absolute Mind blank. blank. Yeah, that's it. And this is caused because the brain get, we basically generate so much thinking that we overwhelm ourselves and the brain just can't function. Mm -hmm. And so we get, we just can't deal with things. Now it's highly likely that you're going to walk into an exam in that state of mind. But this is only a very passing, you're only, to, you're only meant to spend moments in this state of mind. And you only need to if you understand how the mind works. Now, most people sp spend the entire exam in this state of mind. And they do the, the exam feels hard because they're constantly fighting their thinking all the way through it. They're functioning at about 40, 50%. But we've all had this experience where we've, we've started an exam and we've got to a question that really freaked us out. We didn't know the answer, we didn't know what to do. And we left it and we moved on and then we got to the end of the paper and then we went back to that question that we missed and we could kind of do it. If not, if we didn't actually get the answer, we could give it a really good go. Well, we couldn't do that the first time we saw it. And that was because our brain was in a high level of stress. We weren't able to be creative or to remember information quickly because we were too stressed. But we get through the paper, you get to the end, you're like, really, was that it? That I've been, you know, I've been worrying about this for like three months, that was it. So the stress drops away, all that thinking drops away and bam, you're able to be in a higher state of mind, you're more creative and an answer pops into your head and you write it down. Now the fact that that can happen shows that our state of mind goes up and down and it shows what is available in a high state of mind and what's available in a low state of mind. Now when, when it comes to passing an exam, 
or being successful in an exam, it can only happen if you're able to go in between bad states of mind and good states of mind. If you spend, you know, you go into a, a low state of mind, you get stressed and you're like, oh yeah, that's just stress, don't worry about that. And then your mind starts to heal and you get into a good state of mind. Mm. That's it, it's the simplest thing in the world. But if you don't understand how profound that, that very, very simple um, aspect of human beings is, you're gonna really struggle to be successful. Now, we've talked about revision at length, and it's essentially the same thing. But you have a lot of opportunity when you're revising to take yourself away and allow that stress to just disappear. When you're in an exam, it can be a real struggle. Now, what I want to say to you before I hand over to Charlie is that you cannot get rid of stress. So you can put yourself into it, right? That's real easy. You sit there and think about something you're scared of, you put yourself into stress. But you can't take yourself out of it. It's impossible. So you can sit here and cut yourself, right? And you bleed. But you couldn't heal it. The body would just naturally heal it. Well, that's the same in your mind. You can stress it out. You can cut it, harm it. But you can't heal it. That needs to be done by nature. And the, the lovely thing is, is that the more you start to see this, the clearer it is to you, the quicker it heals. And... If you start messing around with this now, you'll be in a great start. Uh, you'll be in a great place when you go into the exams. But it, say I was taking an exam and I got, I saw a question I was really worried about. I got really stressed. But then I just, well, at the point that I get stressed, I've got two options. I can sit there and feed the stress, give it lots of energy and focus, and let it get bigger and more powerful in my mind by sitting there going, oh, I can't do this, oh, I knew this, I revised this, what is it, da 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 Or I can get stressed, feel a bit horrible, and then just go on to the next question and leave it. And then my attention, all my focus, my mind, is now giving me answers for the next question. So my thinking's moved on. And what will happen is, is that the mind will then just start to naturally heal itself. I'm not giving energy, any energy and focus to the worries that I had on the last question. My brain's just gonna let those go, they're gonna disappear, and I'll start focusing on the next question. And doing that, knowing that you're just going through a moment of stress and you've just gotta let your mind heal itself past that, really will allow you to get out of that state of mind, out of that low state of mind. And the thing that you'll notice about remembering information is, is that it's automatic. It's not, you can't do it. You can't go back into your mind and rummage around your memories. That's impossible. What happens is, is if you're doing a paper on Nazi Germany, well, as soon as you answer, you know, you come to a, que a question on Hitler's consolidation of power, well, then your mind throws up, throws you everything it knows on Hitler's consolidation of power. It's automatic. But in a stressed state of mind, it can't throw it to you. You just can't access the files. The files are brought to you when you're clear and open. And if you know that, all you've got to do is just leave that stress there, allow your attention to go into something else, the mind will heal, your state of mind will improve, and then it will throw those files out to you that you need for the last question. Mm. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Well done. <laughs> I don't mean to sound so surprised, though. You're very good. You're very good. 
Yeah, just as I, was li- as I was listening to you say that, I was thinking, like, what would I, you know, if I went back to see myself at exam time, what do I wish I'd have known? What would I tell myself? And it's interesting because, like, so I did quite well in my exams at school. I got pretty good grades. <clears throat> but they were really, really hard won. It was hard work. And I thought that that was required. And I thought the only way you did well was you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort. And okay, it's a bit of a punishment now, but I had the sort of brighter tomorrow mentality. Mm. So like, I need to work really, really hard now, but it'll all be worth it when X, Y, Z. Um, I think a lot of us, I think society gears us to that in lots of ways. We kind of go, well, yeah, success and having cool stuff and doing well is a is a reward for working really hard. But working hard and doing hard work isn't necessarily the same thing in my mind anymore. So <clears throat> if if what I'm doing feels really hard, if you feel, oh, this is hard work, that is an indicator of where my head is at. That's showing me that the thinking that I'm having and engaging with, I believe it. For me to have an experience of hard work, I believe the thinking that I'm having. So that's showing me that I'm a little bit out of whack if I feel like the work I'm doing is hard. That's showing me that my state of mind is quite poor in that moment. So it's like you're wading through treacle. It's just difficult and it's tiring. I'm very tired when I'm stressed. I get really tired. And we think that it's tiredness just as I'm saying this I'm realizing (laughs) how misguided I've been like forever I've always said you know tiredness is as a result of how much you've got on that's what it's connected to well if I'm really busy of course I'm going to be tired because I'm doing lots makes sense well no you think a lot if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling stressed the reason that you're tired is not because of how much is in your calendar, it's because of how much you're thinking about how much you've got to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just a slight misconception, but it's really all-encompassing because you're looking in the wrong place. If you're still looking at your schedule as the source of your energy levels or lack thereof, as the source of your success or lack thereof, if you're looking outside of yourself for reasons for why you feel a certain way, you've missed it. You are wrong. That's it's as simple as that. It comes from within. It comes from your thinking in the moment. That's what's giving you any experience that you're having. And I do wish I'd known that because I didn't even it didn't even occur to me to do things when I felt good or you know, to to disregard a bad feeling. I thought every feeling that I had mattered and meant something and showed me something about my life or the world. But that's absolutely not the case. And it doesn't really matter what state of mind you're in if you know it's coming from thought. Bad feeling isn't a problem. That was new as well. Didn't know that. Mm. I thought bad feelings were an issue. 
that we need to do something about them and we need to resolve it somehow because I can't just walk around feeling bad. Well, actually, and that, that's an interesting point. Not only are bad feelings not a problem, they're just the result of um, being in stress, which you're only going to be in for a moment if you just allow it to go. But also, figuring things out is the worst thing you can ever do. Mm. You know, when it comes to your life, who you are, or an exam, if you sit there and think, you use your ability to think, you try and figure things out, you will cause yourself so many problems. You will feel so much worse. <laughs> and you will stop that, that, bad, that, that temporary bad state of mind from going. You keep it there. You feed it. Figuring things out in ever, in anything. If you're trying to figure out how to be successful, you're trying to figure out who you are, you're trying to figure out anything... It's the worst thing you can do. And in an exam, it will cost you dearly because if you start thinking in an exam, you will lower your state of mind and you will lower... You'll get get rid of all the tools you need. Your creativity, your lightness, your energy, everything. Yeah, exam performance doesn't come... Like, good exam performance doesn't come from figuring the answer out. The yeah. answer generally happens for you. Yeah, that's exactly You go, oh, it's that kind of question. It's asking me that. And it's like you've got a tool in your arsenal that's being used. Yes, don't figure anything out in an exam. Just settle down and let your state of mind get better. Yeah, yeah. it's a kind of automated process. Yeah, that's new for me, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, look, we're learning. <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. And and I remember having a conversation with a, a girl last year about taking her um, A-level choices. She didn't know what she wanted to do. She was really torn between two subjects. And she's like, yeah, this one's more fun, but this one's more practical, and I just don't know what to do. If and I just need, I don't know how to figure it out. And I was like, we, I just don't make decisions in my life anymore, hmm. because at some point it's obvious to me what to do. And I was trying, I was having this conversation with her, and she was like, I've done pros and cons of each one. She had all the lists and the paperwork, and I just said, like, can you think of a time when you you really thought about something to figure it out, and it helped? And she was like, um, no. But we think that that's the solution. Because we, we think our intellect is the most important tool that we have. The bit that we work on and improve and, you analyze know, analyse and, yeah. yeah, develop. And it's just not. Well, it's not built to be controlled by us. No, it's but... a tool. For nature, yeah. For nature, yeah. You got If you let it work on its own, it works brilliantly. If you try and control it, you'll just be confused and upset and, and worried. Yeah, and the and the the design of the human mind is that it regulates itself. It's going to spike and go into stress, and then it's going to settle, and then it's going to get into anger or frustration, and then it's going to settle. It's what we do. We're gonna what the stuff that we're talking about here isn't going to protect you from ever having a bad feeling ever again. That's going to happen. But if you don't care that you feel bad, if it's not a big deal to you that you go into stress, you don't stay there. But what tends to happen is we start getting stressed, going, oh, no, 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 this feels bad. I need to not feel like this. I don't need this now. I need clear. I need good. I need useful. So then we freak out about the fact that we're freaking out and the problem gets bigger and bigger and you get more and more useless as this grows. But, and it's kind of like having, if you had a bowl of water you had a load of mud in it and you had something that you needed to see at the bottom. Well, if you churn it up, there's gonna, you, there's no, it, all that's going to happen is everything's going to get messier. Everything's going to get murkier. The only way to be able to see through the water again 
is to let it settle, is to stop touching it, leave it alone and stop interfering with it. And nature being clever and doing what, doing what it does means that all of that muck that you've stirred up will settle and collect at the bottom of the bowl. And that is exactly how your mind works, is that if you stop stirring it up, and by stirring up I mean feeding the problem, compounding it. Or thinking in yeah. any way, yeah. I don't want to get stressed, I need this, I need that, I need this to happen, I've got that expectation and judgment and fear and all of that stuff. That's you stirring up the mud in the bowl. And the more you do that, you haven't got a chance. You actually are cutting off your ability to perform. You've stopped it being possible. It's like a little self-destruct button that we fiddle with. Yeah. But you stop fiddling and the design of you is to settle. And as soon as you settle, you're back online. Now we can now we can go. Yeah, absolutely. And um so start playing around with that yourself and just start to see if you notice how quickly your mind heals itself and takes itself out of a bad feeling when you just settle down and stop thinking and stop caring about anything. Don't worry about how you feel. Yeah. It's okay. Whatever whatever the weather yeah. you've got, it's all good. You're okay. Yeah. And then on a, on a practical note with the exams, when you get in there, you've got to understand that what the, what the marker is looking for is for you to recreate the mark scheme. They're going to have example answers in front of them, and they want you to pretty much get an, you know, write an answer that kind of reflects that, that is very, very similar. Well, in order for you to do that, you've got to have a deep appreciation of what you have to do in this exam. And the thing is, is that you do not know what you don't know. And so that's a real issue in some way. You're not sure what you don't know. And all I can tell you is that one of the most effective things that you can do is sit down for kind of 10 minutes, 20 minutes with your teacher, one-on-one, -on -one, so after school preferably, and get them to run through the mark scheme with you. Because they will say, and show, they'll say things and show you things that you just wouldn't have ever considered. Um, and your appreciation of, your understanding of what needs to be done in that exam to get the, get, to get the high mark will massively improve in that time. So I really strongly suggest that you do that um, because it's essentially a game. You are, the game is remake the mark scheme. And if you don't know what the mark scheme is asking for or looks like in the first instance, then it becomes a much harder game. But the thing is that year on year, they're very, very similar, the exams. So and the way that you answer certain questions, there are certain certain good things to do on each question, certain ways of doing them. And your teacher will just say something or, or, or really help to fill in some gaps in your understanding. Yeah, I think that's a really basic point that gets overlooked all the time. I certainly didn't think like that when mm. I was taking exams. It's like, if I can't explain to you what needs to happen to get an A, why would I expect to be able to get one? Yeah, so if you can't teach it, why yeah. would you expect it? Yeah, It's like trying to play, trying to win a game of tennis without understanding the rules. Like, yeah. you, you can't win that game. Yeah. Well, but you can do very well. So don't worry too much if you can't teach people. Don't freak out about that. It's just, it's just something to be aware of, that your, your knowledge is probably hazier than you think on what you've actually got to do. Yeah, and a little bit of clarity in that area will take a lot of pressure off your actual learning. So... 
we really hope that these these couple of episodes have been helpful in terms of preparing for your exams. Um, there's going to be more more episodes like this following on with different topics. So uh, keep checking back on the website and, and on our social media as well. And um, if you've got any questions, that was the other thing. If you have any questions, just email us or put things on our on our Facebook for things that you'd like us to talk about and we'll happily kind of discuss that in our future episodes. So I hope that's useful. Good luck. <laughs> and uh, tune in next time. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.